Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. There it is. Ha ha. All we got to do is hit one button and we all get to have a party. Everyone listening, myself, and my guest. Well, who is she, Casey? Introduce her already. She's a marketing automation and CRM implementation consultant. She is a consultant to the stars. 4X certified, I believe. Uh, is so far. So far. <laughs> uh, with many more on the way. And also, m- most importantly here today, a Salesforce 2020 marketing champion, manager of IGX, <laughs> Lori Trzinski. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> you know, I, it's so cool to hang out with, with fellow marketing champions and just you know, geek out over strategy and talk some tech at the same time, especially because we're birds of the feather and we both love marketing automation. We can just geek out on it all day today. So I'm excited to have you here. It's our marketing champion series. And I'm going to go ahead right now and just pass you this thing. It's heavy for me, but I feel like you're going to get this. Okay, here you go. (laughs) You got it? Thank you. Thank you. I got it. I got it. I work out, but that, that one's a little heavy. Is it, was it heavy for you? Well, just, it was heavy. You know, just swinging it around. The gym's just reopened. So it's been, it's been a hot minute. And you know, for some reason, I've, I never find a, um, a machine at the gym that's for hammer throwing, Ugh. hammer, Thor hammer wielding. Maybe they need to invent one, you know, after all this, that might be your calling. You know, that could be, you've got your company, the podcast, this is it. <laughs> Imagine that you're getting introduced, uh, this and that and podcast and uh, inventor of the Thor hammer gym equipment. <laughs> hey, I've had some ideas and when I finally found out that someone, are, someone already invented it, I was, I was a little upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta pounce on it, right? I mean, I actually invented Uber and I, I was like, Hey, we should do an app that calls a cab over. I my friend, he's an app guy. He's like, he's like, yeah, we should do that. And we're like, yeah, let's go, let's go drink some beer and go to the beach. And then, you know, a few <laughs> years later, it's like Uber. You're like there yeah. it is. <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I'm excited to be here. So take Thor's hammer. Now that you're comfortable with it, I see you, you know, throwing it around a little bit, smashing, you know, furniture in your house. Um, Take that hammer and smash for me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Just set the record straight once and for all. Yeah. I mean, my number one myth for sure is that marketers can handle all of marketing. There, there's just so much going on in the world of marketing now that it's almost impossible to have uh, a do-it-your-all. Um, and, and for me, um, without going straight into my background, uh, the biggest thing is, you know, prior to consulting was being a marketing manager. So yeah. managing every part of the department, whether it was, you know, digital ads, uh, marketing automation and CRM, uh, print ads, our trade shows, you know, it's literally the gamut of everything. And so you can't be you can't have a marketing team where every person is so strong in everything that you do. Um, Content writer, developer, you know, styling, it's, you have the gamut of, of the possibilities of the types of marketers. Right. And, and I think where the struggle is really seen, especially is 
um, every company, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> which, which is mind blowing. Uh, but the smaller companies, you know, they, they struggle the most for a couple of different reasons, just resourcing. So they don't mm -hmm. have the capacity to hire enough talent to come in to help them. Um, the, the, the budget for that resourcing. So maybe they can't afford to hire the right talent. Um, and, and just the interaction with other departments. And I know this has been talked about many times over and it's, it's because it's so important is that marketing touches almost every department, whether we like it or not. And so it's, it's, how do you, how do you structure the marketing team to handle, um, you know, every facet and also have that great communication internally. And, um, yeah, so it's just kind of understanding each of those roles and, and how can you create a team that will be the, uh, you know, um, will be able to do it all, but not every person has every single skill and talent. Yeah, I hear you. It's like marketers are always, and sometimes this is what we like. Um, we like the idea of wearing multiple hats, but you're right. We can't be you know, an ace at all of them. We it can't be, oh, my strength is every, every facet of marketing. It's mm -hmm. not, that's not actually a true strength. Like you're probably really good at one or two things, but you need a team to then help you with the other parts. How do you, how do you get to that? How do you balance that out? Yeah. And it's, it's tough um, yeah. because you could ultimately, uh, I, I see it as, as a team should be a part of, you know, two different facets. You have the planners. So you're, directors, your strategists, your marketing managers, the people that are overseeing everything. Um, and then you have your doers and, and it's how do you find those people, yeah. even if you don't necessarily know that you need them. Um, you know, in, in previous roles that I've held when we started, I kid you not, and this pains me to say this, um, but we were marketing using an access database and um, very simple email <laughs> tool. And so that's where we started. And so yeah. when you, you know, little Lori came on board, I didn't know that's what a marketing team was supposed to be structured like and that you need all those resources. But MarTech especially has grown so much over the past couple of years. 10 years. I mean, at the rate it's growing now, it's, it's every couple of months. <laughs> There's yeah, something like brand new doubling. out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, so it's, it's, how do you, how do you support that? Um, because to add in a, a, a second rumor, uh, even though we say you must, you know, marketers can't handle everything well, but you also need to diversify your skills. So. Um, you know, when I think about maybe where I was 10 years ago, didn't have the skill set now. And that's not necessarily something that college directly taught me or grad school directly taught me. It was more so getting out in the world and figuring out mm -hmm. what I liked and what I wanted to do. But you need to be able to, um, to support future roles and, and your own right. growth. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's almost an impossible task, right, uh, to cover everything. But it's also a really cool challenge at the same time to try to approach it all. Um, one of the thoughts that I had when you were, when you were really 
putting light on the subject was just the idea of how important every single person on the team is. And if it's only you to start with, it's really important that to your point, you diversify your skills. You try to get smarter at anything and everything you can, but then soon thereafter, when it's, when you're able to fingers crossed, add someone, another person to your team, don't duplicate yourself because there's a lot of bases to cover. And if you just get like a copy of yourself, you'll have fun at lunchtime, but <laughs> you know, great. like you're going to both be good at blog writing and you're both going to be good at, you know, you know, marketing automation, but then who does the, you know, the PPC or who's doing the analytics or the reporting? Like you need to have different kinds of people, like diversity of thought as well, how people think. And, and they may not appeal to you as like, Oh, they think just like I do. Well, no, they don't, but that's okay. You really need people to compliment you on your team, not just, you know, be carbon copies. Yeah. And it's, it's a matter of, um, and I think this is probably one of the, you know, if not number one, top two, top three things that hold people back, it's just how is your team structured? So not just oh. in your little world of marketing, but your, uh, you know, your organization top down, however, the structure of the, of the team is built because I've seen organizations where maybe you are great within your own team and you succeed within your own team. But beyond that, no one's listening to you. Oh, geez. Um, it's not, it's yeah. not collaborative. You know, it, it truly, um, it's just not there. And, and I think once you hit a type of organization, whether they grow into that or it's just something where you say, this is never going to work out where this is how they will be. Um, you know, the collaborative nature then allows you to share just enough about your skills so that other people can maybe intelligently talk about it, uh, hit by a bus scenario. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you don't, you're not there tomorrow, uh, where someone can still pick up the pieces and maybe know what you did and, and, um, you know, what's required of that role. Yeah. But to be on the same page with everybody. Yeah. Across the organization. I mean, how many times I'm sure you bumped into this too, where, um, somebody has Marketo and their one person leaves and that's a tool you know unlike part out where like the whole family can learn it marketo is <laughs> a little little tough in that regard so no one knows it they know it like and so they're like i think we should migrate and they're like cool what's in your account tell me how you we have no idea we have yeah. no idea what's in there and i'm like okay cool we'll go hop in there and help you and figure help you figure it out but like how how true is that you know in, in one of the situations we deal with but across anything hit by a bus or that person just usually it's like, Oh, they they go off to be a consultant because mm -hmm. they realize, Oh, Marketo people are valuable. Let's go be a consultant. Yeah. Um, and they, they leave, you know, and it's like, yeah, you can be, you can be stuck without any next step knowing what to do. Um, but I also like that you brought up communicating across the organization too, and having people understand what you do. How, what's your approach? Like how, how do you do that the right way? How do you get, out of just your marketing silo when you're doing your communication? It's, it's trial and error, right? <laughs> so, right. It depends on the department. And I mean, my, my biggest thing, I mean, it's across consulting, right? As you, as you know, yeah. but, um, communication and how people perceive you. Um, it, you know, it, at one point in time, I took over a role for someone that left and uh, they 
as I started to communicate with other teams like IT and HR, uh, they turned to me and they said, you know, we, we like dealing with you better than X, Y, Z. And so it's, it's all in your approach. Everyone will have their hesitations with, oh, marketing is asking for something else or, um, you know, they want to, especially, especially IT. Um, but it's learning how especially, to, yeah. learning how to communicate with them because otherwise um, something as simple as, hey, we're implementing Pardot. Can you put this tracking code here and validate this domain and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, might be a huge roadblock and, and you're going, I just, this is very simple. It's just two or three things. It might take you 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, as long as they feel like you're on the same page and they're helping you, the biggest thing is to, to not make it seem like a, a job threat um, or, or uh, that, that you're doing something that might be a, um, uh, you know, taking part of their job away, but rather right. helping expand your marketing empire, if you will, <laughs> yeah, helping, right. helping the company and, and furthering what it does and, you know, taking you into the future with it and not just stagnant. Yes, we'll follow how things always go. Mm -hmm. And especially IT should, will understand that, not should, but will, because they're constantly making sure, um, one of my previous roles was in healthcare. So, you know, hello HIPAA. I mean, oh, <laughs> it, making sure that security and they're always up to date with the latest technology and tools and, you know, building security and all that kind of stuff where, they're going to be the ones to understand it. It might just be taking the fancy lingo off and, um, you know, kind of uh, to the utmost, you know, lowest level of, of um, plain, plain talk <laughs> of how yeah, you want seriously. to get there. Um, and I've even just in my current role, the way that I um, found an interesting way how that related was talking to, developers. If you try mm -hmm. to talk to developers about Pardot, HubSpot, Salesforce, it's just, they're, they'll just stare at you. And so it's dumbing down the basics of what you're doing um, and, the, and the, the intent behind it. And then it, it makes it a lot easier for people to, to understand. And yeah. then obviously at a higher level, how does that impact your bottom line, your initiatives, what are you going to measure against? We all know that's what C-suites executives, people that are signing off on you even really using that tool, mm -hmm. that's what they care about. Yeah, uh, in their own language, right? I mean, developers don't know usually all the crazy marketing terms. So it's like, <laughs> it's in a, maybe not even bringing it to their level as opposed to just like, talking their language like yeah. oh you speak korean here here's your language or mm -hmm. i speak you know farsi here's how i like we just need to not just use our same like to your point not use our same vocabulary and same languages when talking to them explain what you're looking at done not your, your goofy marketing terms like how many times yeah. do we get in trouble with reporting and all these other things with the marketing terms or just like not decoding them for people yeah yeah Hey, you know, you brought up the thing around dealing with IT, and I think this is something, and you even mentioned some of the, the basic setup that Pardot has, um, and one of them is the email authentication, and I feel like I, I've also I've seen that where, you know, you have set up for Pardot, there's like four different tech items, you submit three in JIRA or whatever your organization does, 
And then IT is like, no, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, they're like, no, mm-hmm. they're like what this SPF thing. And oftentimes they haven't done it before. Like the right. organization doesn't even have SPF set up. So like, what is this weird wacky thing you want to do to our domain, you know, name servers? Like what, what's the text? You know, we, we know all about text entries. Like what are you trying to do here? And it just, it really, it took a phone call. It was funny because the marketing team at the time was like, uh, help. IT is saying like, first of all, saying, what is this thing? And you can't put it on there. What do we do? And it's step one, basically. It is. It <laughs> is. It's like, it's all about emailing. If, if you want your emails to go through, you kind of need to do this. Like I literally have sent email recently um, with a tester account with it not on there. People don't get the email. Nope. You know, there's, there, it was interesting. It was a test. I sent one with it and one without it. And I know it just says Yahoo and it just says like, certain servers and you're like, oh, I'm, I don't send too many Yahoo accounts, but it's more than Yahoo these days. Um, yeah. And so yeah, email just, is the number one. Yeah. You have to make sure. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You, we got on a call and we're like, look, this is why it's important. And don't worry. It won't blow you up. It's risk, right? They're worried about risk. Like, is the server going to be down? Cause if so, then we're toast. Like that's their, their whole job is to keep it up and, and like play defense. Yeah. Yeah. And you hope that you're close with your IT team um, because then it's, you can solve it a lot faster, but with some clients I've had that are large universities and institutions, they might just be, uh, or even companies, um, they might just be a subsidiary where they have to reach out to IT and they, they don't even know who it is or, yeah. <laughs> or what they do. And, um, and it's, and this even touches on this and then going back to um, how do you communicate with someone like developers is once you start to figure out what that common language is, then even if you don't do that role, you learn so much from it and you're able to then take it forward and say, this is how, you know, I need to communicate with, with X, Y, Z versus, you know, this other person and you find yourself and where, where I find it comes really into play in in our industry is knowing the other platforms even if you've never did a a full implementation and used it for years you're able to speak more intelligently about what you're you know where they're at current state and and what their future state needs to look like Mm -hmm. um i've done a number of um implementations taking people off of maybe HubSpot's a Pardot, I've done the reverse. And yeah. and how, what's the terminology? What's the lingo? Wait, 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 you've taken people off of Pardot onto HubSpot? The, that sounds like heresy. Mi- no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I've did, did it feel wrong when you were doing it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it, but, but I mean, it's, um, every tool has their sweet spot. Yeah. And I even, um, wrote a it was not maybe not the my favorite paper that I ever wrote um when I was in grad school but it was I learned so much was uh it was about HubSpot's marketing plan and everything about their target markets and how they you know get into different areas and things like that and after I learned that I was like number one I was target audience for them Uh, a while back and and so when a client decided to pick that um it's it for them it was because they are the marketing team yeah (laughs) and yeah 
it's like like we said in the beginning it's that support system if you don't have um you know every every tool is a little bit different some requires mm -hmm. more technical expertise like you said even with marketo um pardot does as well you know depending on what your end goals are it could be keep it simple or you could really use it um robustly and do a lot of creative things with it but you need those other people and so if you don't have them you might look towards the more marketed quote-unquote user-friendly uh type platforms which you know hubspot has a has a good hold in as well um yeah. and i i'm sure it's just their their sales people and account executives between the teams must just <laughs> yeah I mean, dirt on each other all the time day. yeah <laughs> yeah well you know and and hubspot's marketing is on point right their marketing is also the original marketing. Um, I know I grew up on it. It was like, I don't know what the example of it, equivalent is. I'll say it's Kool-Aid. It's, well, maybe it's Kool-Aid. But it's like <laughs> what you drank as a kid in marketing. Yeah. It was yeah. like HubSpot content. Mm -hmm. I have a question about organic or inbound or this or that. I think, they, I think they claim they actually invented the term inbound anyway. So it's like, of course, it's all their content. Their so. content's on yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the tool behind it, you know, it, to your point, it, 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 certain times and places, but usually companies, you know, grow off of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, the scary thing is when like a big company is like, I'm choosing HubSpot. You're like, oh, wow, um, you'll be back. <laughs> Can we yeah. leave all your stuff on the, other, uh, the old platform yeah, so that we don't, don't have to remove it? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but, but you're right there. I mean, when, it, when somebody's marketing is on point like that, they're everywhere. You, everywhere you go, you see them. Everything you search, you see them. It's just, it's all over the place. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really mm -hmm. powerful to have like that brand everywhere. And it's, I mean, it's all about what you're doing moving forward. So yeah. um, I think, you know, not, not to, to kind of toot our own horn, we do Salesforce consulting, right? But the, the marketing advances that, that Salesforce is making with things like Pardot, Pardot Premium, B2BMA Plus, like the, those tools, I go, you just can't, can't get them everywhere. I know. And so I, I'm starting to see that there's a little bit of, um, of, a, of a, they're trying to close in all the gaps of the different levels of, of marketing, you know, yeah. from very basic Pardot to you have all the bells and whistles marketing cloud. Um, and I don't know that every tool does that. They kind of, they mm -hmm. have their one niche market and that's it. So I'd be curious to see over the next couple of years, maybe that's all they need right? <laughs> to see where it goes. Uh, but it's great that they're developing all of these tools. And so on the consulting side, it's our job to know these things and it's right. also fun to know them <laughs> well, it's um, come a long way already too like yeah. what's your take on it today marketing automation today what, or even you know where it's going i know it's like uh, a big question i'm like asking yeah, elon musk a, how to build a rocket well there's two parts um <laughs> <He's> like, i <laughs> <laughs> step one buy rocket uh, right <laughs> so, from the russians russians say yeah. no step two build your own rocket there you go <laughs> yeah it, um i always say uh you know my when i um when i came into the world of consulting i always say my my job might have not existed 10 years ago maybe mm -hmm. it's not 10 maybe it's 20 30 uh but it's developing so rapidly that even um, being aware of these tools, you have to wonder 
who's going to support them. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's great because the builds are longer and you get to visually show uh, teams that maybe you're doing a, a brand new build for where you can get them to and then getting them to that spot. And that is the most satisfying thing ever. Yep. There's a lot of bumps in the road. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's never, it's never, um, you know, never goes totally how, how you planned it. Uh, but, but the tools themselves are just growing so quickly. And, they are. Um, you know, it, it's, it's up to the, the people to, you know, if, if that's your, if that's your jam and, and you are in, let's say a, a department and, and your responsibility is marketing automation or whatever capacity, you know, just keeping up with the trends to at least know they exist. Even if you're mm -hmm. not using them, maybe you can't afford them now. It's something you plan for in the future and you say, we would really love to add this on. We'll now be able to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And, and so sometimes it's just the knowledge that, that the, the tools are available. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, being able to implement all of them is great, but we know most times in an implementation, you might only get a piece of the puzzle. Right. Like <laughs> start with some piece, you know, mm -hmm. and then kind of go from there. Yeah. If you, I know this is another tough question, but hey, it's Friday. Let's do this. Why not? If you're listening and it's actually <laughs> Tuesday, pretend for the next minute, few minutes or so that it's Friday. Like yeah. you deserve it. <laughs> call it, call in late or maybe it's, a, if it's a Saturday, let it still be Saturday. But if it's not Friday, yeah. today is Friday. And if it's so, Sunday, not like, Sunday scaries at you know six seven yes. o'clock. It's early. If it's Sunday, it's actually going back to Friday. Yep. So um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Saturday like ah oh, the week's coming. But actually, I'm like kind of excited on Sunday because I'm like let me add it. Let me add that week. What do I got tomorrow? Oh my gosh. Um, so if I were to ask you for like your number one tip, because I know you work in marketing automation all the time, your number one tip for maximizing marketing automation, what would that be? Number one tip is, and this goes with, with everything we've already kind of talked about, is your number one tip is having good people. Um, they may fit the bill of being uh, just great employees and um, maybe having skill sets that are attractive to the company, but they may not, they may not hit marketing automation. Mm -hmm. I think it takes a special type of person to to love it mm -hmm. uh, and not to just do it because it's there and they maybe started a job and they have it and they're just continuing the pieces but if you don't love it then you're not going to have have the desire to really take it and run with it because maybe maybe what was built before you came on was great but not excellent and right. like we said with all these new releases you know maybe you do have the budget to um, pick something else up or negotiate with your sales rep. I love negotiation. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about <laughs> and, that. You do? Yeah. And so are you good uh, at it? Well, I mean, you win some, you lose some, but it's, sure. <laughs> it's the thrill of the chase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so maybe, you know, whether that's negotiating with your sales rep to get a, a better price on something that you want to, uh, you know, add on, or maybe it's negotiating with finance. <laughs> right. <laughs> on, on allowing you to move 
you know, move um, finances to, to that piece of your, uh, your budget. So, um, yeah, but number one, maximizing the, the tool can be as great as possible. But if, if the people behind it aren't great, then it's just the tool. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny too that, you know, it, it could be a trick question or not, but the idea of the number one tip around maximizing that tool is actually the people behind it, not even the tool. So, mm-hmm. and that's, that's not an answer people would necessarily expect. And I, I like that because you're right. Cause that person may have 9,000 things that they can do with that tool, but especially if they love it, I've definitely encountered people, you know, even I like to work with people who just love it too. Cause I'm like, I love this thing. You know, I love it so much. And then I want to work with people who also have the same passion for it. Um, well, I, I, I had a question I wanted to ask you because I know you work in a lot of different with different technologies and, and supporting tools too. I wondered if you had like a favorite tech add-on or like your, your favorite cool go-to tool. I, I have a lot uh, of, nice. of little tools I love, but one that uh, I've surprised people with and um, you know, not being paid for promotion here, but uh, it's called builtwith.com, I believe. Um, yeah. and it's a cool, I'm sure there's others out there, but it's a cool little way to just go on the site and see, I'm always curious when, when talking to people, uh, what they're working with and, mm-hmm. and knowing what they have or what they don't have, uh, or what they used to have. And you can type in the web, web address of, of any, any company. Um, and it will give you all of the tools that they're using on their website. So um, maybe they had, uh, you know, Marketo and now they have Pardot and it'll show you when they bought it, um, when they stopped paying for it. It literally constantly scans everyone's web pages to determine what tools they have. So maybe yeah. you have, you know, Google Tag Manager or um, you're using WordPress versus Joomla and then all of kind of the little in between stuff that you might have on your site. And it's, it's kind of cool because I've shocked some people (laughs) with with that information internally in my own, uh, company with being like, I didn't know that's how you could find it. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of tools out there like that because even in talking to, um, over time, you know, people from Salesforce Pardot, uh, even, and I keep going back to HubSpot, but they knew we were using Pardot. And I said, well, how mm-hmm. do they know? How, they're not on. Um, yeah, there's no logo. It's not like MailChimp, you know, sent with. Yeah. And I mean, you can just look at the, the, the HTML of, mm-hmm. of the website and say, oh, there's, you know, the Pardot um, insignia for like tracking code. But but this tool, it's, it's very cool because it tells you um, how long and when. And so from a marketing perspective, if they've onboarded a bunch of tools, drop them, um, or, or maybe you could see that they've never had a marketing tool, to, to know that history and understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's cool. Um, I know there's a, there's a free version and a, and a paid version, but it's, it's like just that little extra bit of knowledge. Yeah. And you know, it's <laughs> way more accurate than the random email from someone in some foreign land going, I have lists for you, all, all subscribers to this platform. And they're probably just using built with anyways. Right. But, yeah. but usually it's some really old list and you're like, ugh, never buy that. Right. Never buy that list from a back alley. 
and then put that in your your like clean part ah. account to try to email people like you're just going to obliterate your reputation but um yeah what a yeah. great decision <laughs> understanding who's who right so that stop trying to boil the ocean stop trying to go after everyone go after the people that can actually work with you mm-hmm. makes total sense that's smart yeah. that's a really cool tool where do you think um the future tell me about the future i heard i heard you can you can foresee the future so I wanted to know, um, tell me, tell me a great wise one. Um, where, what, what's coming around the corner that we should keep our eye open? Any, any strategies, any technologies, any, any developments in the marketing space? Just you kind of see them coming, coming around, around the mountain when they come. Is that, it'll be coming around. Right, so I'm breaking a song. It must be Friday. Um, we all still remember the song. It's we not, all still remember the song. It's not just, you know, stamped You think kids in our these brains. days know that song? No. Coming around the mountain. No, I've seen, not to totally divert off topic, but divert. I was one of those people that signed up for TikTok over quarantine. Oh. And that's how I waste hours of my life. And I did too, but of course of, now China's spying on us apparently. It's, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> but they know my interests. Uh, they're, you know, right. they're vague interests. Uh, I think but, the point is they're already looking at me through my phone camera. So yeah. looking at Hello. me through TikTok as well. Yeah. Eh, just one more way they can spy on me. Just, hey. Yeah. Um, but but one of the the fun videos speaking of that song is um is they take you know someone that was maybe from born in the 2000s or 2010 and then someone from 1990 80 70 whatever they kind you pick a generational gap whether it's small or large and they play the songs from you know kind of working up in generation and to see just the level of confusion <laughs> by the the younger generation that's on the video of like what am i listening to where did this come from i've never heard it in my life and then you're sitting there going oh my god right how do you not know that song <laughs> it, you know, the, the scary parts when it's like from the 90s you know yeah. like what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah you don't know that song no i was i was harassed and i say harassed because it, as a child it was not fun with with the oldies and you know like songs going yes. back to the 50s so i'm like i have no sympathy right <laughs> like, learn some previous stuff guys yeah the songs i had to hear on my my um the shell gas uh station gave gave out if you got a gallon of gas it'd give you a cassette tape of cruising to the oldies or something right Ooh. some like classic <laughs> rock tunes and they're actually pretty cool they're um, but as a kid, I'm like, oh, what are these? Things? Yeah, what is this? Yeah. And, and like you're stuck in the car. What are you going to do? It's like you're in an interrogation room. You just car trip and your parents want to hear these songs. So you're going to hear them too. You can't drive yet. Yeah. 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 So you just, you just, you hear them. But you know, it kind of expands your mind too to the point where now you're like, you can pick and choose. But you're right. That'd be, that'd be really interesting to see different people exposed to stuff like that. It kind of reminds me, um, not, the reactions i think that's cool but I've, I've seen this one couple where they like do the dances or this one guy he'll, he'll like do the dances from every decade or something you know oh yeah and yeah. they'll start one decade and you're like oh that's how people dance and they kind of did it all the way up to like the present day and you're like yeah we look way sillier than we did in the 50s when people are like actually dancing <laughs> i mean it's it's one it's one hell of a marketing tool because what i see and what you see are two totally i would imagine mm. two totally different you can't even totally you can't even talk to someone about um every little video that they've seen because yeah. it's so different and i'm like my god this is just genius for 
for marketing. I mean, it's, it's yeah. awful and it's genius at the same time. And so you just internally don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> right. Right. And it's also, it's hilarious when we see people flip flop, um, be like grandpa's flossing or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're like, what are you doing? That's, that's crazy. Um, it, it, the different generations and decades, do you, does that play into any of the marketing that you've done or seen, you know, marketing to, you know, the old and the new alike? I've, um, I've seen it more so from a, a, a going back to the departmental structure. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have, and it's all about the culture and the mindset. So mm -hmm. sometimes you might have a, a department where no matter how great you are, um, how valuable your insights are, it's the, the older, the wiser, the better always. And, and that's true to some degree, right? You, yep. You've, they've gotten to that, that point in life, um, not just by luck, uh, right. but, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, Totally lost my train of thought. Oh uh, well, we we're talking about the future. <laughs> we got sidetracked talking about like dancing and TikTok. Oh, TikTok! Before we leave that, um, you know, RIP TikTok. But uh, especially even if Microsoft buys it, still rest in peace, <laughs> because yeah. I can't imagine Microsoft. Feeling. So we bought this property called TikTok. Um, like, I, got, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll get some time back in my day though, which yeah. nice. they, I think they totally murdered Skype, Microsoft. So. Yeah, uh, and then they have it. And they're like, "Flee, flee for the hills." <laughs> not, <laughs> not working. I, I used it at some point in time. Not, yeah. not anymore. <laughs> Fingers crossed. They haven't messed up LinkedIn. You know, like, oh my gosh, how important is LinkedIn? And they they haven't messed it up. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't LinkedIn's very. It's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. It's very professional marketing, and then yeah. you always. I always feel like with LinkedIn, you're, you're, you're putting your best professional foot forward, but also holding your breath um, because mm. you, you can't get, especially today, <laughs> in today's world, uh, you know, if you offend anybody on there or, you know, post things that, that could be a potential client lost or a potential, mm -hmm. you know, reference lost. And so um, I think. LinkedIn is, is, I love it though, as a, as yeah. a tool, because especially um, you just get to meet people. I mean, the marketing champions group, it's a great way to do that on, on, on its own, yeah. but it's, it's a great way to connect with people and then, and then professionally take that connection forward and just learn great advice that you wouldn't get through Facebook. Maybe it's not enough to read on, on Twitter um, and then connect with things like people's blogs or um, YouTube channels or, or things like that where right. um, you kind of continue that, that knowledge learning. Could you imagine um, Microsoft buys TikTok? First of all, that's crazy. And then they like integrate it with LinkedIn because someone thought that was a good idea. And you have yeah. all these like kids, <laughs> free time, summertime, doing TikTok videos. Um, by the way, there's this girl named Demi, I believe, and she did, she's like this fitness freak and she did a stand have you seen the stand-up challenge i'm like obsessed with this um, the one with the chair no there's a guy and a girl um or i guess you can have friends you get so but in this one um her friend or boyfriend is flat on the beach and then she's standing on his back and then uh, there's a song going and then she jumps up and then he gets to his hands and knees she still lands on his back and then oh, and then she that. jumps again 
and he stands up a little bit and he gets and he's holding his hands on his knees and then she jumps again and then she jumps onto his shoulders oh my god while he's standing up and then that's basically the end of it but the way she finishes the, the thing is she does a backflip off his shoulders that sounds like a disaster for me <laughs> yeah yeah that's, well i keep all yeah. my like my super fittest friends i'm like i want to see you do this you know like that's the kind of friend i am i'm like i want to be able to do this but since i probably shouldn't or can't I want to see you try doing yeah. it. Do you train uh, for it? And I'll we'll catch you. <laughs> um, I'll yeah, call the ambulance when it goes Imagine wrong. that, right? Those, you know, the TikTokers are like, wait, what? LinkedIn? What's going on? Or imagine having all your LinkedIn uh, crazy videos tied to your professional career, your professional <laughs> profile. That's, like, a, that's a very interesting line to look at. Yeah, let's not cross <laughs> that line. <laughs> yeah, so many people do that with social too, right? Um, Twitter's a little bit not as... Um, popular but you know where people would say crazy things on twitter i remember one person um i don't know what company i was at but it was like interview for a job and she was perfect she seems like a great person but i went to twitter and it was like o m g like yeah. there was like sexual things there was like it was just way it's, it was like it was textbook inappropriate like it was like straight out of an hr manual on a public twitter profile and it was like Wow. I was really sad because I was like, otherwise you're You have such a good shot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like what what kind of a person is like just like that, almost like careless, just sharing that stuff on Twitter. I mean, this isn't Facebook people. This is public. Yeah. yeah it's, and I mean, you know, prior to, um, I've had my consulting job for about two years now. And prior to mm. that, when I was, awesome. I was in a, a long, long job search. I, I wanted to make sure I found the right thing. And it wasn't a you know, uh, just jump ship to jump ship. Um, but even then I thought, well, do I need a resume? You know, should everything just be digital and online? And because that's the first thing people are going to look at. They might not, the piece of paper, sure. That's just, uh, you know, a high hello. You can verbalize yeah. that, but they're going to go and look at your social media and, and what's on there, you know, um, about you. And so I always, best practice. I Google myself periodically, you know, with, with my last name, it's not very hard to find me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so as long as you can spell it, they can the find US, you. Right? <laughs> there's two of me. I'm, I'm happy. There's another one. Um, there's two of you. There's two Lori Trzynski's in the world in, in the U S. Yeah. Does it, does it bother you as an only child a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's like, but, doubly. but, um, but she's a totally different person. And I get that that right away so yeah there, <laughs> different there, job different yeah Cheshire, he was like a baseball or was is he was like a base high school baseball player in georgia or something like that it, and but you know what good luck ranking and search my friend right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, i've like, got a little bit of content out there so uh, <laughs> it's not like you're the same name as a rock star but i've been i've been online for a bit son <laughs> So, uh, right. Put them in their place, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like who, who's this old weird guy with yeah. all these sure photos? He's a nice person, but not today. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did like image search for Casey Cheshire and, um, up uh, this now. Yeah. Oh, this, this might not be good luck. <laughs> uh, see, look, Casey Cheshire on MySpace. That's not me. <laughs> I tried to find my MySpace account. Uh, and I couldn't find it. I don't know if it was canceled, but I just wanted to reminisce for five minutes <laughs> and, wow. then, and then leave and no, couldn't find it. Right. It was a little sad. I felt like a part of history was gone. 
Is it is it not even functioning anymore? No. Oh, it is functioning. They, it's on, but it's more like a music platform. And, yeah. Oh, um, I see. It's not what we know and love. I mean, they kept elements of it, but um, it's different now. You can't pick, you know, the top eight. Why? Why dumb it down? <laughs> Let it be a fa Facebook copycat. You know, there's still people with AOL email addresses. You know, ride the thing into the sunset. But yeah, I'm looking at this guy who has myspace.com slash Casey Cheshire. So I guess he got one up on me. Wow. <laughs> and you he's the dumbest photo ever, too. <laughs> he's got his tongue sticking out. He's next to probably his girlfriend or something. It's like, thanks, thanks, guy. Thanks. Yeah, not me. <laughs> Set a good precedent for Casey's around the world. Um, but hey, that's MySpace. You know, I, um, you just say social media is just for that. My generation, I think that's partially how I learned how to code a little bit and, you know, design things and <laughs> make sure that pages were certain colors and things like that. And it's, uh, ironically enough, I think my split, my, my space had a tiny little piece of, of current, current Lori. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy. Well, I need to close this cause I'm gonna get lost in okay there's not too many of this guy i don't he may not even exist he may just be doing his thing in georgia good I don't have to compete. can you imagine like having two people really competing for like search and brand and that kind of thing with the same name it's got to be tough it's like it's like you know you know you have to do that with your company or maybe you're competing for seo but like for yourself you know to be battling mano a mano with someone who's like a copycat you know yeah yeah yeah, that's that's a that's a lose lose battle if 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 the person on the other end is maybe an SEO right <laughs> person or advertiser. Or good luck. We'll we'll say had a had a uh, a former client who had the exact same name as a porn star one time. Oh, that's not helpful for them. I don't think they were the same person. I don't think they were the same person. Uh, I don't know. Um, but you you know trying to look up the person's you know information and their background LinkedIn and stuff. And you're like, that's, hmm, okay. I don't know about this. <laughs> I need to see a lot of pictures to figure this out. And you know, you're never going to ask them about it. <laughs> so it's just shrouded in mystery the whole time. Like, hmm, hmm, I wonder, I wonder. I digress. The question was all about the future. I guess we've been talking about the future this whole time. Is there anything time. coming around the mountain? Um, you know, I, um, I see, and, and we live in Salesforce. So um, I see that there is a, a total 360 view and world um, that, that people should be living in. Um, and it's not just a matter of moving forward, talking about it, but actually taking the time to connect all of your marketing pieces um, one small step at a time and, and being able to figure out, and this leans more towards the capabilities of, of marketing cloud even, but what does your customer like? You know, not just what do yeah. they click on, what words are appealing to them, but how do they want to be communicated with and, and what does that mean for your bottom line? Um, I think especially people that use, you know, some of the tools have a, have a heavy price tag to them. Um, marketing cloud one, another one is, is Google ads. So yeah, if you're, whether you, are using it yourself and you're a Google ads guru, 
which is tough to do, um, or you have an outside agency working that for you. Um, I see this a lot with our, some of our higher education clients that want to connect, you know, Google to Pardot or wherever and, and drive through that full life cycle of what did that student cost me over the lifetime, mm -hmm. not just what did it cost me to get them in the door. Um, and especially right. now I am fascinated by, <laughs> you know, we're switching to online learning or not and what's going on with all of yeah, that. It's so crazy thing to consider on top of the, the existing challenges, but what did they cost me to, um, to get them to apply? Uh, what, you know, what did it cost over maybe just, just, you know, your bachelor's, your undergraduate degree, if they offer a master's programs or certificates, you know, what, if, how do I further promote to them and, and keeping that one person as, as a continual student or not, you know, maybe they, mm -hmm. they stop at, at bachelor's, but what's the, what's the price tag for that? And um, so being able to connect the tools and having that total, total view is, well, maybe a, maybe a bachelor student costs me X dollars for this specific program. Um, right. maybe, Some of the acquisition cost. Yeah. The acquisition yeah. cost and, and then the retention cost. Ah, um, right. You know, you, you never know what that might be, but some people just know they're running. There's still so many people out there that are siloed and you can't blame them. You know, going back to the beginning of what we said, they might not have the, the capacity or the resources and, right. and, um, you know, Google ads, especially you can really have your costs run away from you. You mm -hmm. could be spending a ton of money and not getting any results. And so it's the, the strategy behind it. And, and then also, um, you know, figuring out are your investments actually worth it? And right. we all know that in the grand scheme of looking at a company, finance and the C-suite will love for you to bring that information to them. And so if you can say, um, you know, X client, cost us X number of dollars, that's all they need. They don't care right. what's connected where, how you, you got there. The whole story. Just tell us the, the data. Just, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's wild to think about. Yeah. It's, and it's a, it's a continual struggle. It, yeah. <laughs> I always say like to be as cliche as possible, but expect the unexpected every time I talk to, um, uh, a client, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked sometimes at, at what internal capabilities they may have or may mm -hmm. not have, and then where they plan on going. Right. And I see, um, it's an interesting point I wanted to talk about today. And I think we've touched about on it a lot, but your actual capacity versus your ideal capacity and then how, hmm. how you get there. Um, Tell me and, more about that. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, your actual capacity is, is, and that could be just you as a person. It could yeah. be the, the company, the, the department, whatnot. But, um, I have clients where, um, they come in and they say, we want to, we want to implement Pardot. Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe they implement Pardot and their long-term goal is they want to be, they want to expand to marketing cloud. 
Um, but we, in, in working with them and getting to know the team uh, and who would support this, sometimes the, the actual capacity that they have is barely able to support Pardot. Right. And as consultants, see, hey, yeah. that's, that's excellent. If you want to have from our side, that's a lot of continued support and, mm -hmm. and you know, all that kind of good stuff. I, I want them to be able to support the tool on their own. Right. Um, that's smart. You know, let them fly. How much, yeah. What can <laughs> actually pull off, right? Right. I think sometimes the, the challenge is we can bite off more than we can chew. Um, thinking, oh, this is just going to be a little, little tool. Just going to replace my MailChimp with this, this part of thing. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a big deal. You're going to be changing yeah. how you're doing your marketing. You're going to be doing automation now. There's so much to it. You got you to put some time toward it. You can't just dabble, you know, people just kind of yeah. dabbling in all these different channels. Yeah. And, and I've seen it too where sometimes maybe the structure of their business and how they operate requires something like Marketing Cloud. But they, we just look at them and go, I don't know how, we, we want to help you get there, but you need some internal restructuring, hiring, yeah however you want to get there to be able to support it. Um, because maybe the tool you have now is, and you want to implement is not going to cut it. It's going to get you yeah. halfway. Um, and, and so it's, it's that ideal state. And we've, I've had other clients where they started out. Um, we actually did one client I'm thinking of in particular, you know, they had kind of very remedial, um, marketing tools, but very large business. Mm -hmm. They did Pardot, Salesforce, and Marketing Cloud. Jeez. And yeah, it was a, it was a long pro a project, but, but they had a support system, mm. you know, to build this out. Did they have every little resource in the beginning? No. They, you know, they might have um, gone to a, a recruiting firm or you know yeah. some sort of job hiring firm and and had people temporarily fill in the pieces but then they hired some of those pieces <laughs> sure <laughs> to complete the team and mm -hmm. so in that scenario you know it was a they learned as they went and they figured it out but they have the tools to keep building on that and that right. you just go that's a dangerous business because they're going to do well because they have it together and they're just going to keep adding tools and functionality and, and, um, it's all about that support. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> that team to your very original point. Yeah. Um, who are you? <laughs> Can you be back in time? Like you, you have so much knowledge on all these different topics. Um, all the different hats, even just being able to take a step back and look at yourself from a third person view and see how you fit in the team and all that can you take us back in time to like little lori days at, what was it like growing up you do you always know you're going to be in marketing no that's, that's um further from the truth actually so yeah so only child um i think that really made me a go-getter uh yeah. unlike the stereotype of you know being spoiled and and you know parents give you everything um parents were blue collar. So, uh, you know, mom and dad held random jobs at random point in times. Um, but I think it was that, that hardworking nature to mm -hmm. help provide for me and, and themselves as well. Right. That, that, uh, that was instilled from me in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. I grew 
I haven't moved very far, but always kind of lived in the, the Philadelphia suburban area. And uh, I look back at videotapes uh, as a kid and had the strongest Philly accent. And I go, who the hell? Really? Is what, that? what? Yeah. Can you do your Philly accent? No, there's no, I mean, this is it. I don't, I think it's, I don't know what happened, but I just feel like as a little kid, I was like dipped in Philly. <laughs> how how does then, it, what, what's a Philly accent like? What, you know, like in Boston, it's like pack the cat, you know, we drop the as and we add as where they don't belong. Yeah. Um, um, things like water ice and oh, water. water. Yeah. 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 I don't, I, there's some things I say that I go, oh, that's definitely, Oh, you, you know, can hear it yourself too. Area. It's not just other people going, what would you say? Yeah. But not as much. I think it's, um, yeah. it's dropped a lot, but it was funny because I, I just looked at that and I went, Oh my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whose voice is that? <laughs> Who is that? Right. Is it's kind of like, I listened to like episode one, the early episodes of like this podcast and like episode three, I talked to Adele Rovella who wrote Buyer Personas. It is amazing. I don't know how I, but like, That's I'm cool. glad I did, but yeah. I was like episode three. I didn't have any structure. I didn't, I was like, so, um, yeah. Hi. You know, Hi. <laughs> and I actually got the, the myth smashing from her, which is interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I love personas. Episodes later. Yeah. That's my, I like, it's always fun to, to talk about that and, and yeah. figure that out for people because most times they don't, they don't um, sit and think about it. You know, it's the general right. overarching, um, this is the type of person I want to go after, but you really break it down and then you can kind of diverge your marketing from there and, and parse it out. It's, it's kind of cool. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so back to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. So, it, But yeah, so I, as, a, as a kid, um, I've, I've always been active in something. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's sometimes the, I think the flavor of the year, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. But as a kid, I did a lot of um, ballet and dance and, and piano. And so that creativity side of me was always there from the start. Um, I always remember talking to, you know, my grandmother and being super proud of a project or a presentation. I did kind of the visuals and the, so no surprise marketing mm -hmm. <laughs> falls into it. Um, then I kind of fell in love with sports, couldn't seem to pick one, soccer, basketball, volleyball, tennis. Um, I think basketball, if I had to pick one, might have been my, my top. Um, yeah, so just always like staying, you know, staying active, just right. competing and pushing yourself. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so at some point I remember hating, hating running with a passion. Uh, really? which some of those sports you think, that doesn't make sense. But, but it starts, stop, it's quick. It's not like you're, um, and one day I just got into running and I think it, it really helps you clear your head, clear your mind. Um, and I've loved it ever since, mm -hmm. but, um, kind of in addition to the sports, you know, went to your usual, um, you know, middle school, high school, all that good stuff. When I went to um, college, uh, well, in high school, I really fell in love with science and chemistry. And, really? And forens yes, forensics specifically. And it, I thought about it the other day and I thought, you know, I think CSI was like a really wildly 
uh, not true show with how they showed things yeah, um, right. and, and all the 50 cities it, it had a show for. But, <laughs> but at the time that I remember being around, but I was obsessed with this, just being in the lab and science and Interesting. Um, I had a, was my favorite class ever uh, in high school. It was a year of forensics and the first half of the class was, um, I forget how they broke it down, but one, it was two different sessions of, of forensics and it just fascinated me to be able to figure out um, what, what was unique and what was different mm -hmm. about every little clue or sample. And um, so when I decided to go to college, that was my focus. <laughs> So clearly not what we're talking about today. That's cool though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so when I picked a college, I, I picked a college that was surrounded around science, right? So uh, I went to Ursinus College, which probably um, most of the world hasn't heard of, but it's, it's outside of um, Philadelphia, closer to like the King of Prussia area. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I know that uh, area. Yeah. yeah. And it's a small liberal arts college, but um, excellent at, at science. And so that's where... I started, um, and I always say it wasn't the science that killed me, it was the math. And uh, I am yes. just, I'm great at, at science math, great at business math, awful at math math. At math math, <laughs> yeah. Awful at it. And so there was so much of that involved as well that I uh, just was like, you know what, let's get out while we're ahead. So after the first year, I, I changed and, um, totally drastic, uh, went to being a media and communications major, picked up a little minor in dance just to entertain myself, I oh, guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And then picked up business, uh, and, and, um, business and economics after. And, um, that fascinated me as well. There were a couple of classes there that really just, um, econometrics, uh, was, was the class. And it was basically business science. So like being able to predict things or, um, come up with a formula for, for how we expect things to pan out. And so I don't know that, that always just fascinated me, but. Well, what was the math? You remember like what, what math they were throwing at you? Cause oh. the same thing happened with me in computer science. I think colleges like murder ambitions of some students too, because you're like, I love technology. I love this. And they're like, cool. You're going to learn how to program microprocessors and abstract algebra, which you'll never yeah. use anyways, never. but let's go learn that. You know, never. what, do you remember any of the classes? We were just like, what am I doing here? It was, I mean, the first two classes you started out with were calculus. Yeah. Um, and had I you think, done that in high school or what did I do? No. I mean, I had, I, you know, took every, um, math class you needed to and uh but but no not none not like that in in, in uh high school but until college that was it was a shock because i also think it was partially the curriculum and the the professor um yeah. i had a roommate who had an opposite one and oh it was easy she loved it da, da, no da, da. Way. and i'm like oh <laughs> Jeez. so it was the kind of question or kind of um, class where a test might be one question uh -huh. and, you know, it's the entire book of knowledge to get to the answer to that one question. You just went, no, come on. <laughs> right. How am I going to get to, to you know what? <laughs> so, but whatever. I, yeah. I, so I 
was like, well, what am I going to do? And so I picked up those other majors, um, graduated, had no clue mm -hmm. <laughs> what I wanted to do at all. And so I um, was job searching for a couple of months and um, started out actually in manufacturing. Um, huh. It was a, a family owned business um, and there was a marketing role and, and just some of the things like writing or whatever were, you know, you're coming out of college, you, you've already done that. Seemed right. interesting to me. Right. So started there, no marketing budget. I mean, just imagine having like, we'll approve what you ask for, but basically zero dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's where I was able to DIY my marketing skills. So, um, WordPress, uh, mm -hmm. Google ads. I don't, this was all like, no, they weren't telling me to do any of this. Um, uh, I think I even Joomla at one point, we like switched CMS systems. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I used. Adobe creative yeah. suite. Uh, yeah. but then it wasn't like cloud-based all of those tools. Uh, so, I knew soon enough, like, I need to fly away from this job. I'm never going to move out of mom and dad's if, <laughs> if, I, if I don't, you right. know, move on. So um, let's not be a forever child at home. <laughs> so I moved on to, uh, I found a job in a, a healthcare management company. Yep. Um, so got familiar with the world of private equity and, and, um, and all That's that awesome. good stuff as well. It's fascinating. And so... Um, Honed my school, honed my skills there. Yep. Um, really learned when, when we got there. Like I said, I think we had access and an email tool. Um, mm -hmm. And about a year into it, we decided that we needed to do more. And so um, very, very small team. Um, my, just like my first job, it was just me. This team was small. Yep. It was maybe two other people. And, um, so we, we implemented Pardot and Salesforce and I pretty much, uh, ran the implementation. I was, um, our, you know, go-to from, from their side. And, hmm. and so that side of, of things, I started really evaluating my job and didn't like all of the pieces to it. Um, like I said, you know, you can't be a, um, you know, master of, of all. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, kind of pick. What, what do I want to move on to? And, and what part do I really enjoy? And that was the digital, I was like digital marketing. If it involves part out in Salesforce, great. If it doesn't, I'll figure it out. But I just knew that was the, the key point. And, and I think what really um, sealed, sealed it in for me was, I had attended, we were small enough where I went to actually a couple of dream forces and you get there and you're just like, Oh yeah, these are my people. Right. <laughs> and, and if you don't have that feeling, then you probably don't belong there. <laughs> but, right. But I just was like, okay, something in this capacity moving forward. I don't know what it is. I don't know how I find it because <laughs> I, you know, yeah. um, and so eventually a, a recruiter found me. Um, and I mean, the rest is, is history, Jeez. right? Just building upon where I am now at, at, um, at Eigenex, but continual learner. So, uh, okay. 
over the course of my current job, my last job, I got my master's and now with Salesforce, a couple of certifications, like we said in the beginning, a mm-hmm. couple more. Um, who knew a marketer would at some point have their hands in a CBQ project? You just don't. <laughs> oh, no, you've done those? <laughs> that, yes. Oh, sounds like <laughs> that's, torture. That's for a separate call. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's forever learning. And I, I think um, what's great about that is it, it makes you, it makes you a, a a great candidate for, for any role you hold in life. Um, and it, it, uh, it always amazes me. I think sometimes when I'm working with clients and they only want to do their role and, and that's it and not go any further. Mm, um, yeah. and that's not everybody that, you know, but when you come across that kind of person, I think, oh, it's just because you can see that it, it's going to affect their actual capacity to grow their, their division and their department. And, um, I think it's a, there's, there's two types of people in this world. There's the kind that's, you know, okay with where everything is. And, and then there's the kind that's like, you always have to be learning something. Right. <laughs> Your brain never totally, totally shuts off. <laughs> oh man. Um, it's, it's funny how similar, like math, 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 math. Ugh. Uh, it's so crazy, but it's really about the people and the connections and the work and the technology. If hypothetical for you, if if you could travel back in time, because I might have a time machine, can't confirm or deny that, but um, <laughs> I might have one here in New Hampshire. And safe. yes, it's it's under a tarp in the backyard. In case ah. you're curious. Um, so if you could use that time machine, you know, COVID's all done and all that good good jazz. You go back in time, but it goes back to a particular time. It goes back to when you are like three or four days out of graduating your undergrad. So you've just got that first degree and you're about to basically start your career. What kind of advice would you give yourself at that point in time? There's a couple of pieces of advice. Uh, eventually you'll grow into yourself. So um, didn't know what I wanted to be when I left college. Some people went into it knowing exactly what they wanted to do. Uh, and that can change. And, uh, even just personality wise back in time, was I a much shyer person than I am now? Yes. (laughs) You know what you can't be in the world of consulting? Shy. (laughs) Right. Would a podcast like freak you out? Or a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, so, you know, it, if, it, if it's not happening now, it'll, it'll happen at some point. Um, and just expect the unexpected. You'll be less surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think always trying to just be knowledgeable, um, but roll with the punches. And, and that's, that's a part of life, right? But it, it's, um, it's uh, the, the, the good and the bad. I, I think, you know, it's sometimes surprising what you end up doing um and how you get there uh i you know had written down a a life plan at at some point and recently actually probably within maybe the last year and um even within that time frame just said wow like i didn't i actually hit a couple of those things and i'm really surprised that i did and i never planned on doing that i just wrote it down on a piece of paper and uh it was very long it was (laughs) It was a paper, it was one of, you know, one tiny little project for 
for grad school. And uh, I just said, it's amazing what's happened so far. And mm-hmm. I, you know, can't wait to see what happens in the future. Um, just keep your eyes and ears open. Uh, I know, you know, volunteering is a, is a great way to do that. And, and a lot of times I, our, our company even does the, the 1% challenge oh, cool. um, of donating time. And it's great to just learn a little bit more. You never know where it'll help you along the way, whether it's professional or personal growth, but um, you know, it's, it's uh, volunteering and just getting out of your comfort zone will, will provide you way more bang for your buck than I, you would have ever expected. Yeah, that's so true. Just get out of that comfort zone. Um, sage advice. Would, uh, would, would you, <laughs> a few years ago, would, would that person listen to, to you now? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I would listen so? to myself. <laughs> listen, you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Shayu's like, what's going on? You're from the future? Like, but I got I to tell you stuff. Let's listen. You know? <laughs> it's also crazy to think if you were to say to yourself 10, 20 years back, hey, you know, here's this advice, but then also what's happened? You, you go, are you joking? <laughs> right. <laughs> or are That's you joking? True. Because I, I just think about a lot of just life events and things that have happened and I never would have guessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, good and bad. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's a good point. Like, you know, with like little us even fathom it, like, hey, you're, this is going to be a kick-ass ride. Like, it's going to be awesome. Dive into it. Just a few tweaks, right? Maybe don't date that person. and but, Or maybe you do because <laughs> you need to realize how crazy people are. But then, hey, really dive into these things, you know? And go with it. Go with your gut. That kind of, that's great. Yeah. That's really good what, what advice would you give your little self? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I think um, it's, a, it's around following um, like the passion, like trying to stay in that passion zone where you're just like totally loving something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to your point about getting out of your comfort zone, you got to find it. So do a bunch of, do the, you, you feel compelled to do a bunch of crazy things, go do those yep. and then look back and see what was fun. And if it was fun, do more of it yeah. um, and then try to find work things related to that, you know, and every time I've done that, it's worked out amazing. Mm-hmm. And every time I haven't done that, it just, it's just normal, right? You know, like marketing was fine and then bumped into part out was like, I like this thing. Yep. I can't stop talking about this thing. And then eventually turn into consulting and all like, and I still can't t- stop talking about that thing, right? But it would, and so it's like, well, don't go hang out. I hung out in PPC land. I was just sort of a general marketer for a lot of people for a while, just doing moonlighting and that kind of thing. But it wasn't the one thing that I really loved, loved. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I focused on that area, then it just sort of all took off, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, that'd be the advice I'd give myself is just kind of go with that feeling and, and, and stay there, you know? And, yeah. if, and if you get a feeling for something else, test it out to see, like for me, podcasting, I feel just the same about podcasting as I do about Pardot. They both start with P's. I wonder if there's a, a, like a trend. Um, I don't know. But either way, I'm like, okay, cool. I feel the same way about that. I need to do something about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's around. And then when you don't do that, not necessarily anything bad happens, but it's not nearly as fun. You work harder. And, you know, it's almost like the, the normal life. It just happens. We're like, oh, I'm working a job and yep. doing the things just I showing do. Showing up, yeah, yeah. You're showing right. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in that zone, you're like, you're working at night, but it doesn't feel like work. I feel like I just play all day. Um, 
which maybe is true, but I, it, I just feels good, you know, yeah. I'm podcasting. Yeah. And pizza, maybe. I mean, pizza. who eats oh, pizza? And peaks. <laughs> I like climbing mountains. Maybe it's. Yeah. And peaks. There you go. Not podcasting and peaks. Work it out. <laughs> Work it out. There it is. That's my new logo, my personal logo. Um, this is awesome. Where can people connect with you? Uh, LinkedIn, if you can spell my name. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll, we'll link to it so they don't even have to, to think go. about it. <laughs> Um, I actually have a, I've always loved writing, uh, and oh, cool. finally decided to commit to it, uh, in, you know, live form. So, um, I started a blog recently called marketing finds. Oh, I love it. That alone right now. is hard to pick out. You know, what's it going to be called? And I, I wanted to, and I, there's only a handful of posts now, but you should see the drafts area. I have, I have ideas and then like, well, who's going to write all these? Um, right. <laughs> but, but not just focusing on Pardot, but just marketing ideas in general. Um, and, you know, even though that's Pardot's the, our sweet spot. I uh, love this. This but, is great. But yeah, kind of just those random bits of advice, whether it's a really long post or a short, quick reference. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's, have that going on. And then on Twitter, I, um, my handle is at, marketing Lori, but it's, you can link to it. It's marketing, but just M M K T G underscore. <laughs> oh yeah. I see it. Yeah. We'll yeah. link to that too, for sure. Um, get yeah. you all connected up on Twitter. This is, yeah. this is awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here, hanging out with me. It's been a blast to talk shop, talk about your past and just, you know, some takeaways and some lessons and all that. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I, um, I really appreciate it. It's been a, a great time to be on your show and it's uh it's always nice to talk with like-minded people mm -hmm. about your 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 day-to-day -day, your struggles what you're seeing out there and um you feel it's just another piece of this isn't a job it's it's you know you're doing it for fun yeah it's like we were just playing on the playground all day just now yeah <laughs> all right recess is over we gotta get back to work but um oh. You know, <laughs> right for, for those people listening if you learned something during this recess period during this playtime, uh and i know you did because i literally have two pages of notes front and back <laughs> then um share this with someone be a thought leader you know one person two people um send a message or post something on your on your linkedin's a great place for it but put your takeaways in there the different things we talked about from talking to it having good people on the team how to really think about the different parts and places on the team or the company in the department, the actual capacity. We talked about so much. And then that, that advice at the end was just killer. So whatever your takeaways, throw them on LinkedIn, tag myself, tag Lori, we'll comment too. And that's just, that's how you do thought leadership. And it'll be awesome. So Lori, again, thank you for coming on here. Thank You're you. Rock star. Keep good work. <laughs> Have a good one. Awesome. Thank and for you. those people listening, this has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will catch you all next time.